0: where the team behind Crit Facts talks about trans things and other things. Today, I am accompanied by Rachel, and we yes. are going to talk about metal music.
1: Yeah, or just music in general, I guess. I don't know how far we can get with just metal, but um, hey, it's worth a shot, I guess.
0: So, uh, to begin, uh, so I checked out your band yesterday... Uh, yeah, as yeah. part of my MWE series, and uh, I must say, I really did enjoy
1: the album. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that means uh, that's dust of obscure devastation, I think.
0: Yes, that that was the one that I was able to find. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it. It's um, um, that the that, that album was uh, took more than four years off of my life, if you can believe that.
0: And, uh, it, it really, uh, reminded me a lot of, uh, f- your factory, but like more dance, I guess.
1: <laughs> more uh, dance. I, 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 say, I, I
0: say that as a good thing. I, I say yeah, that yeah. as a good thing. I mean, um,
1: I, 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 I have nothing against like dance music in general. Um, uh, uh, I'm actually quite an omnivore when it comes to, uh, different types of music.
0: Now, in my case, I'm more specifically into metal, but I do enjoy some other genres as well. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, do you want to talk at all about uh, that album or about your band?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I, could, I can ramble about that. Yeah, like I said, it took, uh, it took more than four years of my life, and that was definitely a labor of love. Um, we, um, Dust, Dust of Obscure Devastation went through just a lot of uh, turmoil. And, um, yeah, um, at the end, like after uh, a year of the release... Um uh the singer uh, had to leave the band due to the, like different like um yeah there's the different preferences and just lots of miscommunications. We just had to uh, we just had to say goodbye, I guess. And um there was just a lot of strain in general because uh especially if you're working in like a creative team like that and things Um, and and the communication doesn't go all too well, then, yeah, that can cause a lot of strain and a lot of stress just in general. But um, I do think the end result is worth it. It is, um, like, if I look back at it, I think I've said this uh, on my own stream when when Anthony uh, mentioned it, but um, when I look back at it, um, the one thing that I think is... I uh I think I could have done a little bit better on was like just the fact that there is maybe a little bit too much variety on the album. Like it, it it you know what I mean? It's it does get a little bit you know, like I I do think there's like a lot packed packed into that one album. And I think um for like a musician like myself and you know just like a general like musical omnivore like myself uh, I think that's very exciting but I don't think um, every listener will have that that same experience so I, I think uh, just making it just a little bit more consistent would have been um, would would have made it appeal more to like I don't know like a general audience
0: Now, uh, I I, I did enjoy the album, uh, and yeah, I can kind of relate to that issue of uh, an album potentially being too varied, because although I've not formally released anything, I've recorded a few few different demos, and one of the problems I find cropping up is that all the songs sound very different, uh, and it's like, uh, well, on the one hand, I like showing off the variety of songs that I can come up with, but also... Uh, listeners, I, I do worry about whether they like that, although, exactly, again, since yeah. I haven't formally released anything, it's like, on some level, I'm less concerned with what listeners want to hear, <laughs> because, well, yeah. not that many people are going to be listening to it regardless.
1: Mm.
0: Um, yeah. That's the that's the way I feel about my own stuff.
1: Well, I think, in in my case, um, I think the, the more technical stuff can get really out of hand. <laughs> like, for me, when I'm writing music, it can get uh, like um, like I I always like to spice it up, and just to make it a little bit more interesting to play, and it usually involves uh, just different like tempo variations, or uh, in most cases, uh, just like different um, time signatures, and that's uh, that's definitely like interesting to play. But it can also make the music sound very confusing, and mm-hmm. you know, like if you're not used to that kind of thing, like I don't know, like if, uh, like know, yeah, it kind of comes down to, like, do you really enjoy the technical music? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And I'm I think just... m- m- most mu- most musicians, like uh, like experienced musicians, will like that sort of thing, but like the average listener will just, uh. That they will just hear like a maelstrom of just just chaos. <laughs> and it's not always appealing.
0: And I think that is like a trap it's possible to fall into is this yeah. this thing of like uh writing really technical things uh like uh my my last demo tape that i recorded uh had a song that alternated between seven four and nine four and i have <laughs> yeah. no idea if uh, uh if anyone else would actually notice that unless they were like a you know a musician themselves exactly, yeah uh and, and even then they probably would just think it sounds weird
1: yeah yeah uh, that's that's like a very common, uh, uh, very common issue, uh, and a lot of comments that I've here that I've heard from like, just re- regular listeners have been like, "Oh, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't kind of weird, you know," and that's just because we have just so many different influences, so many yeah. technical sh- shit to just show off, and it's really cool to just be like, "Oh, listen to this nine uh time measure popping up," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Yeah, that's really cool," but like, you know. I said yeah, yeah like the average listener is just going to be confused and but i i I do, I do still think uh time signatures and just technicality in general uh can be used in a positive way in a in a way that that, that actually uh, contributes to like the the musicality um you know definitely to spice things up in my opinion um and i agree and with I, yeah, and that can be very important, too, uh, just as a, like, variety thing. But um, uh, I am, uh, ever since uh, Dust of Obscure Devastation, I am a little bit more wary as when it comes to, you know, applying it all the time. And <laughs> there's definitely, like, a few tracks on that album where I'm, like, you know, like, a dead audience, for example, which, is, which uh, most people seem to like, which is uh, good. But, like, when I listen to that, I'm, like, oh yeah <laughs> that's that's so many like time signatures and it's changing all the time and it's like you know he, and and it, and it also comes down to uh establishing uh a, a song flow and if you can't uh, it, if you can't easily feel a song out it can it can easily uh feel jarring instead you know mm-hmm. to a to a to like a an average for you uh, listener anyway
0: Th- though even then, I think that can be used for a uh, artistic effect. Uh, like sometimes you want something to feel jarring. Uh, or yeah, definitely. Off yeah. In some way, like uh, one song I wrote, uh, where the main part was in uh, seven four, I then had the outro in thirteen eight, so that it felt like each measure was getting clipped, oh, uh, yeah. sort of to give it more like a frantic feel. Do
1: you do, do you know the uh, band Igor?
0: Uh, I do. Yeah.
1: Oh guys, <laughs> That's also a good example of like uh that that sort of like variety uh, taken to the extreme.
0: And uh Yeah, and I, I think it can be done right, but it's something that you have to do cautiously, I think.
1: hmm Yes, uh definitely. Um I think uh when when it's done, it's done tastefully, it just creates like yeah. um lots of like Uh, i always i always compare it to using spices in food you Uh know (laughs) i think that's uh, fairly similar in that uh, in that regard because when you apply spices to food you know you want to just be just just enough to make it to, to to add to the dish you know to make it just that more just that more tasty to like really make it pop but you know if you if if a dish is uh, like mostly spices, then yeah. it just feels annoying. Yeah, uh, yeah, no annoying. one wants to
0: like eat a to like eat a container worth of uh, powdered.
1: Chili. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I always think that's a that's that's a that's a good example. And um, there's um, uh, there was this artist, a Dutch artist uh, called About, which disbanded already like a long time ago. And um he did an interview in which he said like um uh what did he say again? He compared his um his music, which was also very avant-garde, just very very oddball music, you know. And um he compared it to uh eating uh, or drinking a very delicious uh soup that's just really hot, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like it's really hot and you wanna drink more of it, but you have to be really cautious because it's really hot. You know, you have to be, you have to drink it very carefully, you know? <laughs> and I don't know why, but like this, this, this quote has, has, has always just stuck with me because it's just, I don't know. I I feel like it's very, uh, very on point when it comes to variety in uh, in music like that, you know, in my opinion, at least.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and so, uh, Something else uh, that I would say, uh, as someone who enjoys listening to metal music and as someone who is a musician, although not really uh, one that's released uh, anything formally yet... Oh, that's fine. uh, What I would say as well is that uh, one does have to uh, balance, I guess, what the audience might want to hear and what you want to do as an individual, but also there's... uh, but also there's the question of like uh since in my case at least I'm not doing this to make money, I'm doing this just because i I want to make music um uh, <laughs> it's like on some level I feel like that gives me a license of sorts to um uh, be as weird as I want to be with it
1: mm. uh, yeah yeah I, I definitely um, I definitely see that um uh that's definitely a good thing although mm-hmm. in my in uh just just coming coming from my perspective, I always think that um this is a little bit of a double-edged sword. Um just because whenever I write music, I always do it for myself, obviously. You know, like mm-hmm. it's always coming coming just from a place that is just uh, that is me. Um mm-hmm. and first of and first and foremost, I wanna I, I write what I think would be interesting, you know. But at the same time, um you know if if i didn't want other people to um uh, to hear it i i wouldn't i would simply not bother recording it you know like i wouldn't uh, or or releasing it for that matter so uh, so at the same time uh it, it's like i i i would like it if people were uh, would listen to it but uh, the way to accomplish it uh, would be um uh, in, at least in my exp- experience obviously um would be best if they were to listen to um to my music uh, as as uncompromising as possible you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: so like my music um and and I feel that's a bit that's a pretty touchy subject because as a musician you don't want to like sacrifice too much but yeah, and especially in
0: metal where we make like a big deal of you know not selling out or of not going to commercial. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the scene and and you know of of a uh, it, it, and there's this whole purity culture around that.
1: Um, definitely, especially when you get to um, death metal and black metal. That's yeah. definitely uh, and honestly, uh, when it comes to those two genres in in particular, I I. I I tend to gravitate a little bit more towards just the death metal scene, just because Mm -hmm. they tend to be a little bit more open-minded, just a little bit more. Uh, There's definitely bigots in there too.
0: Yeah, the reason I lean away from black metal is because there's kind of too many Nazis. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, definitely. uh, Um, Which, I mean, I guess is kind of a result of the fact that the genre was created by uh, well, it's unclear how many of them were actually Nazis versus how many were edgy and pretending to be Nazis, but it's also yeah. not really... But if the last few years have taught us anything, there's really not much of a meaningful distinction between someone who... Uh, does Nazi stuff to be edgy, and who actually is a Nazi? There's not that yeah, much of a distance definitely. between them, and so so yeah. As a whole, I tend to lean away from uh, black metal and yeah, more more towards death metal. Uh, and of course, death metal has its problems too.
1: Yeah, but,
0: definitely. Uh, but um, there's few there's fewer Nazis. I
1: I, I do think uh, the the few uh, contacts that I do have. Like just um, well, talking from the perspective of like the Dutch metal scene, obviously, because I'm from the Netherlands. Um, I, I I do have like I I have met like a couple of bands, a couple of guys who were like from the in the and definitely from the black metal scene. And they've been, like, very, very kind and very open-minded. Well, yeah, I, I'm, and, I'm not uh, saying
0: everyone in it's a Nazi. I mean, I, I know people in black metal bands who are not fascists. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. But I'm just saying there's a few too many for comfort. Like, it's, it's a yeah, genre where you really yeah. have to vet the bands you listen to.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, it, it's it's kind of the same as with, um, uh, like, pagan metal in general. Like, mm-hmm. pagan and, yeah. like some folky leaning bands that it's like mm-hmm. it's like especially when i see pagan metal i'm always like okay where's the swastika you yeah, know i'm always like i'm always looking for oh, it yep, and it's, it's like just,
0: oh no they have a song about the uh, black sun yeah oh pass. yeah 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 pass. definitely they, <laughs> it's they like oh, a song about, oh, yeah. the,
1: about heritage and i'm like oh mm-hmm. no oh here we go yeah, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I'm on a metal discord server and we have a whole channel that's uh, devoted to vetting bands. And although it's not exclusive to black metal for that channel, uh, it's the main genre we end up talking about there. Like someone yeah. will post like the name of a band and they're like, does anyone know if this band is suspicious or sketchy? And immediately <laughs> someone else will post and be like, yeah, actually, the lead singer uh apparently is a member of the Temple of the Black Light or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah and especially, I don't know, I don't know why this is, but especially like Eastern Bloc bands, just like mm-hmm. poland and and Russia these days.
0: Which is interesting, given that uh, Poland, you'd think, wouldn't like Nazis, given that the Nazis occupied them during the war.
1: Yeah, you'd think that, but, like, I don't know. But I've kind of been doing uh, a little bit of a game, like, for the past few years on uh, metal archives. And it's just, like, every time I see a, a Polish metal band... I always look through the uh, band members history mm-hmm. just to just to look just to see if there's like if if they've played in, in in a Nazi band and like I hate to say it but like I don't know 7 times out of 10 there 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 is always like this one member who played in played in a Nazi band and it's yeah, just or, or yeah, like you look it's at their sad.
0: album art and it's like Well, there's this thing that looks an awful lot like a swastika, but just enough different that they have plausible deniability. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a swastika, but, like,
1: like, with free arms instead of four (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: well, the one with three arms might just be the flag of the Isle of Man. But, but yeah, yeah, it's like... Or or, or when you see, like, uh, you know, uh, some or like when you see like uh one of the track titles happens to be something about purity or oh, about yeah. uh and, and it's like yeah step back
1: <laughs> yeah and even and even something like heritage like uh-huh. it's definitely a red flag to, uh, to me anyway but uh like i've seen bands who established like very very firmly obviously that they 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 just like to talk about like, like heritage from like a historical point of view, you know, and this kind of goes to show that like the subject matter is almost like tainted by a lot of those like yeah, you know, uh, far right I find
0: types. The, I find the era of history they're interested in can often be quite telling as well. For instance, uh, if all yeah. their songs are about World War II and seem to like depicting the uh, Nazi perspective, that's a pretty big red flag
1: yeah that's a yeah
0: and it's like in the united states outside of metal of course we have this uh a lot of people like to display the confederate flag uh Mm. which obviously is a symbol of the confederacy uh and so many people show it and they're like oh it's heritage not hate and it's like that's a (laughs) big red flag here Uh, too. And quite, quite literally, and I, <laughs> yeah. And, and it does bleed into uh, the metal scene, of course. Uh, like, for instance, you have bands like Pantera. That well, I wouldn't say they were Nazis, but they're definitely not a band I would recommend listening to right now. Mm. Um, I mean, after it turns out Phil Anselmo uh, is uh, apparently quite racist.
1: Yeah, and
0: it's like well, it doesn't uh, really surprise me.
1: No, no, I mean, uh, that's always the thing with, low, like, those types of bands, especially, like, the the really, like, the bands that are really, like, masculine, you know? Yeah. If it's, yeah. like, super masculine and you're always, like, uh, you know, these thick-headed, like, guys, they might have, like, some really toxic mm-hmm. ideologies off their sleeve. And it kind of, like, it uh, kind of reminds me of um, Iced Earth as well with uh, John Sha- John, yep. John Shaffer, Shaver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm yeah, pretty sure course, you followed uh,
0: that. I have, yeah. And uh, of course, now everyone else in the band is quitting because they're yeah, yeah. trying to distance themselves from him. And Thankfully. one thing I think is important is to, uh, you know, not forget like, yeah, they're leaving now, but remember, they originally defended him.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point.
0: Like, uh, like stew block. Uh, you know, he leaves now. But originally, when it happened, he was hiding comments on the Instagram page criticizing it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I, uh, it's quite sad, actually. But then again, I guess the writing was on the wall when it came st- when it came to I surf, At least in you know, like the yeah, lyrical sense. Does, it doesn't uh,
0: surprise so. me. Uh, and uh, or, or it's like. Uh, Or it's, like, not even just necessarily with racism or far-right extremism, but even with, like, more ostensibly, like, left-leaning scenes or bands, you sometimes do get these bigotries combined with the extreme masculinity. Like, uh, for instance, uh, that time Jamie Josta uh, threatened to kill a gay guy and announced himself as a proud homophobe. Oh, wow. Uh, And granted, that was 30 years ago. But at the same time, I don't think he ever formally apologized
1: yeah yeah that's uh that that's something that a lot of bigots do uh and I have noticed and um not not to not to drag this off topic, but like uh quite recently there's been um yeah I'm pretty sure you know the amazing atheist, no
0: I do know who he is, yeah
1: yeah, but um, he's been um. When I say, like, a while ago, it's probably, like, a few months ago by now. But he's been, like, uh, doing, uh, showing up on people's podcasts and all that. Uh, He he also talked to Vosh, And basically what what he's been doing is, like, he's been basically coming out as, like, well, you know, as this really progressive type, you know. But then again, you know, and and, and this is something that I found, found so frustrating. Like, they never address, like, his past stuff, you know. His past, uh, yeah. uh, you know, outings were like, like grossly, like, like you yeah, know, he, was, like
0: he's grossly misogynistic in the past. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, he, he never, and he never apologized. And then of course, yeah. even more recently, like, I think this was just a few weeks ago, he said he was proud to be ableist.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I, and then I he changed his like screen
0: that. name to, uh, the amazing ableist.
1: Oh yeah. Very funny. Like, oh, and,
0: and it's, and it's like, what a barrel of uh, laughs. And it's like, uh, really, that that's why I don't believe him, that he's suddenly progressive. Yeah. Uh, and, or at the, at the very least, he's sort of one of those... Uh, I've heard them called multiple names, but... Uh, dirtbag left.
1: Uh, oh, you know, dirtbag left, cl- yeah.
0: claim to be progressive, but really have a lot of very reactionary social views.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, he also went... He also said that he wasn't like he wasn't he wasn't transphobic at all and he he went on record to say like well yeah i think you know trans women are women and everything it's all fine and dandy and it's like okay but you made some really really transphobic videos in the past you know <laughs> like and and those videos like they're still online still gaining yeah. views still probably monetized you know and it's like what happened to yeah, that like and he he just he just ignores that you know and it's just Yeah, that's a a really, I don't don't know.
0: And it's like, I I believe people can change.
1: Yeah, I I do too. An important
0: step in changing is acknowledging that you did something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, making an effort not to do it in the future. That is not claiming to be proudly ableist, uh, apologizing for what you've done wrong. See, I I don't buy his whole uh, recovery arc here. No, Uh, me neither. Me neither. And the the same goes for, I'd say, a lot of other uh, people. Like, uh, I think right now, uh, within the world of, like, left-wing YouTube or BreadTube or whatever we want to call it, there are quite a number of people who are, uh, you know, former alt-right types. And some yeah. of them, I think, have somewhat re- have redeemed themselves. But others really never address it and seem to still have a lot of the, the views yeah. that they had... Then,
1: like, uh I think, I think that's that's, that's one thing that uh, these people have to do, like as like when they come out, it's just saying like, well, I I regret my far right history, at or whatever. I I regret saying these awful bigoted things. I'm like, yeah, that's and 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 and, and I'm definitely someone who can uh, who can you know forgive somebody? Uh, I mean, you know everybody changes. I think that's like a fundamental part of leftism in general. is just uh, accepting um, accepting some somebody's mistakes, you know, and uh, bettering yourself. Uh, I think that's a fundamental uh, leftist principle. but hmm. at the same time, if they never acknowledge those past mistakes, then the whole redeem the whole redemption becomes meaningless.
0: Yeah, because they they never, <laughs> or if they you know keep saying some very similar things to what they said before, and it's like then they haven't changed. It was all talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, exactly.
0: And, um, uh, and it's like uh, even beyond that, uh, I I think there's also a difference between forgiving and forgetting. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, like I, I can forgive someone, you know, if they show that they actually meaningfully have changed, that they no longer believe what they did, that they're no longer doing what they did. But at the same time, I also will probably remember, you know, that they that they did those things, and that that may affect, you know, how I do view them. I also think that uh, forgiveness is kind of an individual thing for the group that they've hurt, like. Uh, For instance, in the case of uh, someone who's been transphobic, uh, you know, I think there's... People have written about this before, but there's these... uh, These things about... uh, uh, There have been these things written about, like, the burden of forgiveness that's always placed on minorities, uh, Mm -hmm. minorities of all kinds, uh, where it's like, Oh, so and so didn't mean to be uh, transphobic or homophobic uh, or yeah, ableist. Yeah. You, you need to forgive them, and it's like, no, I don't. I'll, I'll forgive them when I when I feel like it's good to forgive them. Uh, it's like otherwise it's kind of an abuser tactic it's like saying yeah. forgive me i'm still doing what i did uh but forgive me anyway because i deserve forgiveness and it's like no i, I will forgive people if and when i think they've actually changed and are worthy of forgiveness
1: yeah like, exactly I, i'm not
0: opposed to forgiving people but i think they need to do work first
1: to yeah make it worth exactly it to forgive. And, and and besides that it's just um, uh, I think it's not up to somebody else to 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 uh, to assert whether somebody should be forgiven or not. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's, 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 an it's like when thing. it's like when yeah, absolutely. But 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 when when, when like uh, when somebody's been being like a racist asshole towards like uh, a person of color, that I I then. It's not up to like the like some some white guy to say like well it's not really racist you know so it's like so, you know it's fine. It's it's, it's, it's like, like there's like, a reason well, we have that
0: meme. It's there's a reason we have that meme that's like oh phew I thought I was experiencing transphobia. Thankfully I had this cis person to tell me I'm not because <laughs> yeah. that's constantly yeah. said uh, and uh it, it, it's like. And it's like, that that goes, I think, for a lot of these, uh, you know, former alt-right types where, like, they apologize, you know, to cis people for their transphobia, but then, you know, never actually seek forgiveness from the trans community and then are like, yeah. but you got to forgive me anyway. And it's like, no, I, I don't have to forgive. Uh, you know, if, if I'm going to forgive you, you know, you should maybe try doing something that would make me... Uh, you know, think that it's time to forgive you. I mean, actions yeah. speak louder than words.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, if they don't put the effort in to make make us think better of them, then yeah. Then, then I'm
0: not going to think better, yeah.
1: Exactly, yeah. But um, uh, let's try to get this uh, back to music and metal okay. again. all right. <laughs> all
0: right, well, we'll circle back to that, yeah.
1: Yeah, let's, uh, let's do a little circle back, I guess. Um. Let's see. Uh... What are your I I, I'll, I guess I'll just say like what are, what are what are some of your favorite bands? Uh
0: so I'm I'm really into uh especially like melodic death metal and uh mm. melodic like blackened death metal uh so I I like bands like Amon Amarth a lot uh, uh. <laughs> or uh or Nagelfar uh Oh yeah yeah th- those that. are both bands that I like a lot. Um I'm also into a lot of the more technical things like uh Nile origin Oh yeah uh mm, uh, arch spire uh and mm. more recently i've really been getting a lot into uh some genres that i wasn't into before like doom metal i, I used to not oh, really yeah. be into doom metal but i'm kind of getting into it more now that i'm finding some bands i like uh mm-hmm. uh and uh and then I also have some sort of guilty pleasure type bands like, uh, you know, metal core things like uh, <laughs> architects wage war. You know, the kinds of things that I that, you know, normally I would probably get called like a poser if I admitted I liked them. But, you know, <laughs> screw that. I'm going to admit that I like architects.
1: Uh, well, you know, the types of people who call people who call others like posers, they, you know. They're they're probably very insecure themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is insecurity. It's like they're they're trying (laughs) to be like, I am more of a metal person than you. Yeah. So uh, because I don't like this band or because I do like that other band, and I'm like, really, more that shows that you're very uh, persuadable by pure pressure, you know? Yeah. To be able to to be told what bands you can and can't like.
1: Yeah. I mean, by that standard, like, uh, I'm a really big like um, just musical omnivore and you know in that regard i would be like the biggest like poser probably you know just by virtue of just liking a lot of music in general
0: um yeah and it's a really closed-minded uh viewpoint uh and it's not exclusive to metal but it is kind of prevalent in the metal scene uh this viewpoint uh uh or it's like uh uh or meanwhile there there's also that whole thing about uh you know if you don't like in addition to like if you do like x band you're a poser there's also this whole thing of like if you don't like this band then you're faking or something and it's like yeah, I'm going. Oh, yeah. You know, there there are some bands that like a lot of people like that. I just don't get. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that they're like bad. I'm just saying I don't get why people like them so much. Like a Lamb of God, for instance. I I, I don't get why people like them so much. I, I, yeah. I guess maybe I just can't get into them. But like to me, it just seems like their music's kind of repetitive, and all the songs kind of sound the same. Yeah, it's like
1: yeah. I kind of I kind of have that with uh, with Iron Maiden, honestly and oh. i know like any any like metal heavy metal fan will just freak out like right by now yeah. but like i just I, I i've never enjoyed iron maiden and i just like i don't think they're like awful absolutely not like uh they're toler it's tolerable music i think but it's like every song is the same you know to me at least and I know, like, some some Maiden fan is going to be like, "Well, you know, they, they they can point out all the little the little differences that they know from each song or whatever." But like to me, if, if, if it doesn't it doesn't matter if I'm listening to one album or the other. Like, it all sounds it all sounds the same to me. And that's, like, the and that's same, how I feel about yeah. uh,
0: ACDC. And I, I know I'm not the oh, only yeah. person who feels this way about ACDC because that kind of thing's always leveled at them. But uh, it's like, yeah, that that is how I feel about ACDC is all their songs sound the same. It's like they've got three templates that all the songs yeah. are <laughs> yeah. based on for like 30 years. Uh, and it's it's like like how many songs can you sing about, you know, uh, sing about like large women or uh, or um uh going to the club or <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, and rock and roll
0: <laughs> uh, rock and roll yeah but like like that that's honestly the most cliched one is songs <laughs> yeah. that are about the genre they're yeah. <laughs> like like it happens sometimes in metal but it's like super prevalent in like hard rock to have like uh, hard rock songs that are about rock and it's like I've that just gets really boring for me
1: yeah i've seen like or, a or like few also, bands like that like i've seen like a few like metal bands that sing about metal i think like most like band, power metal yeah or like a band like that's almost like a parody band like hell yeah or something you know and yeah. and and, and uh, it always makes me cringe <laughs> it always yeah, or, makes or me it's cringe like,
0: or it's like this also happens in like hip-hop you get like a lot of songs that are about rapping
1: oh uh, i don't know anything about hip-hop so
0: i i don't know much about it either so I'm i'm sure some hip-hop fans are going to tell me that like i'm underestimating it and and Fair. I mean I, I don't know much about hip hop It's not like the genre that I know That much about it's, it's not a genre that I'm Super into I don't hate it but it's, it's Just not mm. one that I'm really that interested in um, I've known
1: uh, I, when I When it comes to hip hop I know uh, Snoop Dogg, Tupac uh, <laughs> Most of Eminem. what I know About hip hop is from uh, Growing probably. up in
0: an area where hip hop was Very popular and like overhearing It you know on the radio or at a friend's House mm-hmm. And it's because all my friends uh, growing up were like really into hip hop. Um, and it I mean, again, I, I don't like have anything against it. It's just not a genre of music that I really like that much. Yeah,
1: yeah uh, it, 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 personally, uh, and that's kind of this is kind of due to my upbringing. But um, f- thanks to thanks to just my personal history, I have like uh, I have a bit of a thing against people talking loudly and fast to me. That that combination, this, I don't know, yeah, I can, it really, it really you, aggravates me. I can see why you me. wouldn't
0: enjoy uh, hip-hop music. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, so whenever I hear, like, a hip-hop song where it's, like, it's just really fast, like, talking, I'm just, like, my finger just itches to to to, to press the stop button. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so regarding... Uh, that though, I will say there are a few bands that I, I will admit to liking that do sort of have some hip hop elements like, uh, and again, I'm, I might get canceled for this, uh, or called
1: a poser <laughs> or whatever, but like Cancel for, culture, instance, I, for
0: instance, I think the first three Lincoln park albums are good. Oh, wow. Uh, like yeah. I, I know that a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I actually like the first three Lincoln park albums.
1: Uh, uh. Uh, it, it doesn't really move me either way. Like, and, and that's they fine. Have some yeah, catchy I'm, I'm not
0: saying anyone else has to. Um, and again, <laughs> I, I probably will get cancelled for this. <laughs> yes. uh, so uh, at the end of the episode... I, I'm, uh, I'm cancelling can... you right
1: now. Like at this very moment I'm canceling you.
0: Oh dear, now I have to go on the (laughs) speaking circuit and do a redemption arc and end up becoming more famous than I ever was. (laughs) I am a martyr for free speech about Lincoln Park.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like at at this moment I'm I'm like you're just being cancelled and you you have no no life anymore. All of your income has been ceased or something i'll
0: I'll just have to write a book about uh how canceled (laughs) i've been and how uh and and how you know how i've fallen and how i'm a martyr of free speech i just gotta write a book about it now and that'll fix the problem yeah um i mean my my thing about cancel culture is I, i don't think it's really a a real thing the way the right claims it is because well because pretty much everyone who they cite is like getting cancelled, uh, regardless it's, it's, um, of their point on the political spectrum, comes back with like more like more prominence than they yeah. had. It's but, like but a strategic career move.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And but but and besides that, it's also um uh yeah, but besides 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 that fact, it's also um it, it also goes goes against their so-called freedom to of, of speech you know their freedom of speech to critique um anything and anyone you know yeah it seems to be yeah. like a really prominent thing about these like these alt-right yeah. figures and they're, they're yeah. like oh i'm so pro free speech and then and then, they'll, and then and then somebody critiques like their favorite like millionaire and it's like oh cancel culture strikes again it's like what but do you like critique or not? Like, do you like free speech or what? Yeah, like... They like, just uh, don't like free speech.
0: It's like, I think it was Noah Berlatsky uh, who pointed this out. He's a journalist. Uh, but he pointed out that when right-wingers scream for debate, they don't actually want that because, really, you're kind of debating them every time, you know, you criticize them. That's, in a yeah. way, a debate, even if it's not being held, like, face-to-face in front of an audience. And they really don't like that uh it's like these are that it's like they have this very fundamental misunderstanding of free speech where they seem to think it applies to them but not to anyone else like that free speech equals freedom from consequences or freedom from criticism and that's not what it means at all
1: yeah yeah that's definitely uh that's definitely like a, a misunderstanding it seems I'm just trying to. I'm I'm trying to uh, think of a way to roll this back uh, to music again.
0: So it's like uh, to connect it back to music. It's like there are definitely musicians who've been, you know, so-called canceled, but pretty much all of them just got more attention out of it. Like, uh, like you know, the guy from Trapped.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was that was some drama. Yeah, I remember that.
0: (laughs) you know i i never listened to trap before that and afterwards i was curious and their music is terrible
1: yeah but seriously but (laughs) the fact but the fact remains that they're uh, after like before their uh, quote cancellation you've never heard of him you know you've Mm -hmm. never heard of it before but uh, after they got you know quote canceled suddenly suddenly people have heard about it like hmm it really does sound like a strategic uh, move on, the, on their yeah, part, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, just to, uh, yeah. to 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 make some make some money out of it.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's the way it is for a lot of them. Yeah,
1: ma- ma- make making money out of like an uh, out of an inconvenience to them, you know. Like
0: yeah, like I bet their streams went up.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, up after that, uh, and and it's like. Because, uh, I mean, I I checked out a few of their songs after and found their songs are terrible and will never listen again. But uh, it's like... Th- like, that probably did drive up engagement, uh, which is of course what they thrive on because we live in a culture that's very much about getting uh, clicks you know getting engagement mm-hmm. getting likes and if you say something controversial you're kind of guaranteed and you get quote-unquote canceled you're kind of guaranteed to get that like uh absolutely you know, you're guaranteed to, well one you're guaranteed to get people you know hate watching you or yeah following uh, i mean two, um... you're, you're guaranteed to get engagement of people criticizing you because i mean any publicity is good publicity and yeah. you get a free new right-wing audience who probably hasn't heard of you before but is all of a sudden going to be you know super into you because uh something something free speech
1: yeah i mean it, it it's not a coincidence that um um after uh after the whole jk rowling uh, yeah. coming out as a as a transphobe uh, debacle uh, that um suddenly she got a lot more media attention out of it yeah. like uh you know like, uh, like every like um magazine after magazine was writing articles about her suddenly you know just yeah, about like got- uh yeah just just about like a, a couple of transphobic t- tweets like it's, it's definitely like a brand uh, new
0: audience uh, yeah like that's now her. there's all these there's all these you know quote-unquote gender critical uh british people who are uh, and of course in other countries too but like especially in the uk who are now uh you know super into this random children's book author uh, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and are like we love jk rowling uh and
1: yeah there's a video about asked that them, too, you asked him like how many books have you read about are like uh, none How many them... Jake Rowling? Yeah. <laughs> like it's just It's just something they get on because they hate trans people. They hate yeah, trans people, because... therefore I like her.
0: Yeah, and because they get a new martyr. Yeah. Uh yeah. and of course the right survives on like martyrdom and their persecution complex. Mm-hmm. And going back to to metal, uh, I think that really is true for a lot of fans of these bands, too. Like uh get canceled like for instance i i think that yeah probably half the new fans trapped got were probably random right-wingers who ordered their album to own the libs
1: yeah, yeah definitely and it's like yeah.
0: congratulations uh, you ordered a really bad album that, <laughs> yeah, that you're never going to listen to because you think that the left is going to care and it's yeah. like no, no no people on the left uh don't care i oh, remember
1: Remember uh remember Ion Fury? Uh,
0: I I don't recall that one. Can you remind uh, me a uh, little
1: more uh, about it? basically it's a, it's a video game and they've had like uh just uh just after the release of that game, they've had like a bunch of discord leaks where the creators of that game just went on like a few like a few transphobic and homophobic rants basically. And so this was leaked, and um, it was also discovered that they included, like, a bunch of, like, really just just off-color homophobic gags into the game. So, um, basically, they received uh, backlash uh, for it, you know, which is obvious when something like that comes to light. And... um, uh when you uh, went to like the steam uh, store page and looked at the reviews it was like flooded by by right wingers which was like all instigated through reddit and 4chan and all these websites where they basically uh yeah just hate purchased the game just because they receive uh the the game creators received criticism from, you know, from leftists.
0: Yeah, and and meanwhile, the right has, like, its own thing where they cancel people that's, like, way more uh, extreme and really in a lot of ways uh, not particularly well thought out. Uh, where like they buy something then destroy it? Like you remember uh, (laughs) when they like made those videos of like flushing razors down the toilet after Gillette made the ad about toxic masculinity, or uh when they uh or that time they bought Keurig machines to smash them. uh, Oh yeah, or Or like the uh,
1: the Nike thing.
0: Yeah, when they set their shoes on fire (laughs) while wearing them. Uh, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or when they or like to go back a little further around like 2004 or so when they burned Dixie Chicks CDs after the Dixie Chicks came out like against uh the war in Iraq um oh, I,
1: I, ooh, I don't remember that, that, that one but uh, that would
0: have been like a more US centric thing uh, Yeah probably yeah. thing and uh that was a while ago too uh and or or like uh for a m- somewhat more topical example, uh, all of the like right-wing Christian groups that burned Harry Potter books because they thought they <laughs> were like satanic or promoting witchcraft. Oh uh, yeah! And meanwhile, those same people are now, you know, big fans of J.K. Rowling.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, 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 like, it all depends. Yeah. It, it, it's it's so context sensitive to these to these people. Like uh, one moment, uh, they think it's they think it's it's bad it's the devil's work you know especially since uh since the jk rowling books were just really popular among like a certain set of millennials you know yeah basically and um and then suddenly it's like uh, now it's just weaponized by boomers it's just it's just stick it to the to those same millennials you know
0: yeah, it's Basically. like those millennials won't accept that the author of their favorite book series when they were kids is a bigot. So I have to buy all the books now. I'll never read them, but
1: I have yeah. to buy them. Yeah, the same books I said uh, they, uh, totally sucks.
0: And that I said were satanic and burned. Yes. <laughs> now I have to buy another copy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and it's like. Uh, and, and it's like to give a. Uh, or, or it's like to give another kind of right-wing cancel culture. You, you remember uh, how, like, uh, when that Marvel movie uh, came out? I forget which one because I don't really follow Marvel stuff. Uh, came uh, out with, like, a woman lead character. Uh, it, uh, how they uh, yeah, all, like, pre-bombed it with negative reviews. Yeah, they kept uh, a Marvel before movie. Before even came out. That, and it's like, is that not, you know, an attempt to cancel something? Which really didn't work, given that uh, that I think that movie went on to be, like, one of the best-selling movies in uh, film history. Yeah. But, uh, like, I, actually, I might be mixing it up with Avengers Endgame, but they didn't like that one either,
1: no, either um, way.
0: It's because they tried to bomb that one at the uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and it ended yeah. up. Uh, and instead, it ended up becoming like the highest grossing film oh, yeah. ever
1: made. Yeah, uh, Endgame definitely. But um, I think that, that 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 just goes to show how uh, yeah, like I said, how context sensitive it is. Like it it really depends on the narrative they they have, you know. If their narrative is to, uh, is that like this. Uh, this this person has said something you know in which they care they express uh empathy towards like a minority group or whatever then suddenly that's that's the right context for them to you know uh, absolutely lambast uh, the the this, this product just because, just to own it to the lips you know but you know yeah uh, uh, yeah it-
0: And to tie this back to metal, it reminds me of that time Gamergate tried and failed to latch on to metal. When, like, Uh. a bunch of Gamergaters from outside the metal scene decided to start MetalGate over something, but it was just so very obvious that they didn't know what they were talking about. Like one of them said that cattle decapitation was a new band and it's like that's <laughs> news to the band who's been around since the, like the nineties yeah. uh, or where they tried to claim or where they couldn't name the members of Slayer and said that Carrie King was the lead singer. <laughs> uh, and so the, the whole thing basically fell apart, uh, thankfully, but, I mean, it's like these are grifters. They they, they don't yeah, actually absolutely. care about these things. They're just looking for a way to make money to boost their profile temporarily. Uh um, yeah,
1: it's just riding the wind of of like the like a new yeah. news story.
0: Yeah, it's it's like they, they just keep, you know, hopping on whatever they think's going to go up and uh well up and try to raise their profile. And often it kind of does work temporarily. But then, you know, what, what I think and I think this is especially the case for uh, a lot of these like right wing grifters uh, now is the minute that like the right no longer has a use for them. Uh, and I think this is especially a thing for like a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, folks who are from groups that normally the right hates. uh mm-hmm they seem to not realize that like the minute they're no longer useful, they're going to be thrown under the bus. Like you look at like Milo Yiannopoulos, for instance, he's now like $2 million in debt. He's, he's never going to be able to hold a job again because of his name. Uh, and he's like limited to rambling on telegram because he's been banned everywhere else about, uh, else, uh, about, you know, all the same things he used to ramble about, uh, because yeah. uh because they no longer have a use for him it's like none of them care
1: i mentioned um i mentioned on uh kevin logan's uh, podcast or stream uh that uh, milo uh, or i, I think Bleepfox fox uh, mentioned it how uh, milo tried to um try to get like a booth at a uh, furry con Oh, just yeah, out of I I yeah, out of desperation because he was just so like running low on, like
0: yeah, yeah. When he tried to, to crash uh, Midwest Fur Fest,
1: yeah, um, and 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 it like completely failed, and like he, yeah. he he even went as he even went as far as to create his own like persona, you know, to commission his own persona. Yeah, yeah, he bought this, a
0: fursuit. Uh. Yeah,
1: and it was like this really smug, like even as and like like Lee fox pointed out that back then, like uh, even. Even his persona looked like an asshole. <laughs> and yeah. um, uh, it, it was just so transparent. And the, the, con, the con organizers just immediately just banned him. <laughs> Which was just awesome to see. Like well, honestly, even-
0: I, on some level, I wish he'd shown up though, so we could have watched <laughs> him like get like get totally owned by like a bunch of uh, other fur suitors. <laughs> I Our don't know. You know. So we could know what it looks like when you know a, a snow leopard fights uh fights a fox or whatever. <laughs> I, I, I think I, that's what he was—a snow like leopard.
1: A, yeah, I think I, I think it was a, uh, yeah, it was some kind of cat. That's 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 all yeah, I remember. I think remember. I think he was a snow leopard, but I don't remember. But um, uh, I just know, uh, and as as much as I agree with that, I do think uh, it it's better to just outright ban them because yeah. Uh, as much as it pains me to say, like these uh, right wing grifters, especially like uh, somebody like um, Milo, his whole his his whole spiel was just to be uh to be the outrageous person, you know. Yeah. And And, and that's been
0: his grift from the beginning, you know, when he wrote
1: that book
0: that I don't think ever got published, but someone leaked, like, the publisher's annotated version, and, like, every page was, like, crossed out and had all these remarks about, like, please remove this ethnic joke, please, uh, (laughs) no, please remove this slur, and it's like, uh, if you did all of that, you probably would have, like, five pages tops. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's about that. That seems about right. I think with like everything that comes from him, I think five pages worth of content. That's uh, it's probably it, still still too much. But uh, yeah. yeah,
0: and and it's like I, I and it's like I, I agree that they made the right choice to ban him. Definitely, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because here's the thing: is if they invited him, even if he got like totally uh, got his ass kicked. He still would have gotten a platform out of it. He still exactly. would have gotten the attention he craves. Yeah, and and that's why you know I, I don't think that people should uh, publicly debate their enemies because but, uh, I I don't uh, think that that is how uh, or I mean if if it's over like trivial things maybe you can debate your enemies like uh, whether it's uh, like when it's over which ice cream flavor is best or whether to go yeah. to the beach or to the mountains but uh, but it's like. The thing is, I think debate is not, uh, what the alt-right thinks it
1: no, is because
0: here's, here's the thing about debate, uh, is I think you're, when you agree to debate someone in a public forum, whether that's in person or on a stream or whatever, Uh, you're giving them that legitimacy you're giving them a platform yeah absolutely uh like you've given a fascist or a or you know an anti-vaxxer a platform so even if you know you totally demolish them in debate yeah well one people are gonna see just that you debated and they're gonna think oh these two viewpoints are equal and you're giving them you know the ability to spread their views to more people and
1: Yeah. yeah but 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 and and the fact the fact is also that like um, even if you uh, pick all of his arguments apart, which uh, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to do. Like if you uh, if you have like at least three brain cells, like uh, I think most of us uh, most of us over here at least do. Um, I think yeah. it's pretty easy to just pick apart like everything he says. But that's not his goal, you know. His goal is like to reach to reach out and to mm-hmm. uh, to to like like he 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 is, he is a populist first and yeah, foremost
0: it, and, and i think his arguments uh are that's really dangerous about, yeah it it is dangerous and i think his arguments really are about quantity over quality uh because uh, it's it's a gish gallop it's when you you, you mm-hmm. know you throw out so many bad arguments that your opponent you know could break down each one but doesn't have time to
1: yeah yeah exactly uh, yeah
0: like Ben Shapiro is kind of famous for this. Uh, and it means, you know, it gives the impression you're winning and it makes, you know, people who don't know what they're seeing think, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's, you know, destroying the left with facts and logic. Yeah. And really, it's like, no, he's just spouting gibberish.
1: Yeah, you should never be on the uh, on the defending end when when it comes to like arguing with um, fascists or right wingers for that for that matter. Mm-hmm. You should never be on on the defending end because what you do then is, and you see this a lot on Twitter, um, and even with even even with uh, people who argue against like uh, you know quote gender critical uh, folks, yeah. and they 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 end up replying with like over five five tweets just picking apart like every little word and it's like and i get it obviously i think they're doing like a pretty good job dissecting like every little bit but like the common audience isn't going to see that what they're going to see is just a person who uh, who is who's writing this long diatribe in in response to one uh to like a single sentence quip you know
0: yeah, it's um, like I, I make some some you know shit post about like uh, about like a joke or something, and they're like, actually, no, 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 because something something gametes. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: something yeah. Well, like it, it 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 really comes down to, uh, um, it it comes down to like a public perception as mu- as much as a, as, a, as I hate to say it because uh, I I definitely prefer just. You know, just, uh, I I prefer just uh, more substance to uh, in, in these types of uh, arguments, but that's not what 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 social uh, conservatives are going for. That's not what they like. In, it's funny because in, oh sorry. Oh uh, go, go on go on. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna bring this around to when I um when I first joined the metal community um. People who've uh, been listening to me ramble before uh, probably know that um, I'm I'm a fair bit old. <laughs> and so when I grew up, when I decided to like really get into metal, not just the music, but also like the community uh, to go into like the forums and the forums were like a relatively new thing at the time. I'm talking about like 2000-ish. And uh, this was... Um, this was like comp- something completely new. So when I uh, registered to like a uh, Dutch metal forum, I was completely blown away by just how homophobic it is and just by how how toxic it is, you know, in general. Like, um, and, fa- and thankfully, this is just starting to change just a little bit. Also in regards to just LGBT stuff in general. Um, but back then, the perception was just really, really bad. Um, And
0: that's one of the reasons I kind of stayed out of engaging with those things for so long is because I didn't want to deal with, you know, the, the misogyny, the homophobia, the transphobia, the, uh, the, the other stuff, uh, because, um, I I just didn't want to. And what that ended up, um, meaning a lot of the time was, uh, that, time was that i kind of did stay out of that and it's only been you know more recently uh that you know i've been engaging with the community because i've been able uh-huh. to find like the sort of niche areas of it you know people who yeah. are like progressive who are like uh metal fans who are also like progressive uh and leftist and you know a lot of uh i've been able to find like queer metal fans uh, mm-hmm. like for instance one of my main sources of interaction now is there's this discord i'm in that's uh well, technically, it's open to uh, people of all genders and sexualities, but it's like for like uh, left wing metal fans, and is mostly geared towards like LGBT metal fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember just I don't know. Even with, within the metal community itself, when somebody came out as like gay, I remember um, remember the whole um, Judas Priest uh, thing, yep. yeah, of uh, Rob Halford uh, coming out as gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was you know, like the, just just the word "gay" itself was just, you know, that was just an everyday slur in the metal community, and I, I'm, I'm I'm not joking when I say that. It was really just oh, like I, I know, if know. somebody like if somebody did something that was considered silly or bad or just
0: yeah, it was it was an insult off, at my high just, school oh, as gay. well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it. Uh, I think it was just commonplace in these like super masculine communities, you know. Uh, at least at the time and um yeah i remember um uh, uh, I, I i'm not sure if you're like uh, how much how much you know about like uh, black metal but remember the band Gorgorov? oh yeah,
0: so, uh, yes uh, i yes and and Gaul, yeah
1: yeah and Gaal. so when he came out as gay that was also like a uh, like mm-hmm. a really big really big thing and um i still remember uh, thinking to myself like Wow, that's actually pretty like impressive, you know, from the and just in regards yeah. of like, like the, the the most toxic community you can think of, you know, like the most hateful community you can think of, you know, at least at the time, I've, I haven't really like engaged that much with like the Black metal community lately, but yes, yes like
0: same. I haven't either.
1: Yeah, but but like just to come out like that as gay, I don't know. I thought, I, I thought it was pretty badass. <laughs> So um, definitely, definitely, you know, uh, you, uh, at the time at least, I hoped it would li- would set like uh, a right example, just to uh, you know, kind of diffuse the, uh, the the hatred in that community just a little bit. But um, that's probably wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> the-
0: and uh, something that's been really heartening to me in recent years is seeing, you know, a a lot of people in various uh, metal bands come out as uh, trans or Mm -hmm. non-binary. And that's been really heartening for me because although, yes, there definitely is backlash, sometimes, uh, a lot of the time, uh, there's also been, you know, a a fair degree of, like, acceptance from fans. uh, And, uh, like, for for instance, recently... uh, uh, you may recall uh, Hunter Hunt Hendrix from uh, Liturgy.
1: Ooh, I don't think I remember that. Um, it,
0: Liturgy is a is a black metal sort of avant garde black metal type oh. band, um, and she uh, she came out as a trans woman a few months back. Uh, and overwhelmingly, hmm. the response I've seen has been fairly positive. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there are you know people out there who are very transphobic towards her, but most of the response I've observed, and again, this could be you know based on the selection bias of I don't tend to associate with bigots. Uh-huh. Yeah. But most of the response I've seen has been fairly positive yeah. to uh her coming out. Um. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and you know, I I've really gotten to know a lot more about uh you know trans people in the metal scene, uh, which of course, you know, when I first was figuring out that I was a uh, trans, you know, I thought like you know that I couldn't be trans because I was into this music that everyone yeah. said was like so masculine, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Why yeah, do you I... keep saying it's masculine? It's music. <laughs> it's, it's music. It, it doesn't have a gender.
1: I I definitely I definitely. Uh... I definitely definitely had like similar thoughts to that, when um w- when I when I knew I was I was uh, just queer and just uh and and trans, I, I I thought very similarly. I thought like, you know, like how how could it be like how I'm I'm just into this. I've I've always been into the in, into this heavy music, like, and you know, it really takes the it 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 takes some time to just really get back around to the point of like music is just music you know
0: yeah it it music and doesn't have a gender
1: absolutely but like it, it's yeah it's a sort of like um it's sort of like an, an internalized sort of i don't know internalized transphobia maybe or yeah
0: yeah, it, I think it's that's, something uh, internalized. Uh, yeah. And, and I think it also has to do with the fact that cis society, you know, coerces trans people to conform to gender stereotypes in order to get recognition. And, of course, yeah. that ends... But, of course, because, you know, there it has to be a no-win situation, it has to be that, you know, if you conform to stereotypes, then, you know, you're reinforcing sexist stereotypes. But, you know, if you don't... Oh, yeah. Then you're... Uh, Doing something else bad, like uh, you're not trying hard enough or something, or you're not really trans, and it's like, th- there's no way to win, so...
1: No, <laughs> there really isn't. But, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I've never really understood the sexist stereotypes thing. I don't know. Well, well I understand it, obviously, but I, I always think... um. I, I always I'm always of the opinion that if somebody is trans then how 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 can they, they I think the marginalization of just being trans in and of itself uh, is profoundly more uh, more negative than any sort of perceived um, s- sexual uh, st- stereotypes of gender stereotypes uh, can be. Mhm. But 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 that's 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 basically what I think.
0: The the other thing that I I think's really been heartening to see uh in addition to seeing more trans metal musicians who are open uh is seeing more just more women in general get involved uh in the scene and you know being in these bands like uh for instance Venom Prison uh hmm. uh like I I don't know if you know them but they're a death metal band from Wales that uh, in my opinion is really good. Uh, Hmm. Like they released what, in my opinion, was the best album of 2019. Uh, And just, uh, I I really like seeing that uh, because uh, it's long been like a really male dominated scene. And I I want that to change because, again, I, I think music doesn't have a gender. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, same, and and definitely that's um, something that I think already is changing. Uh, yeah. Like uh, as I said earlier, the the way the the scene was looking when I first joined it, which was like two thousand ish, it was it really was a shithole. It really was just mm-hmm. uh, really toxic, masculine shithole, and. As bad as it still is i do think that has changed quite drastically and um Mm -hmm. i i I remember just looking at like a bunch of topics on the metal archives forums back when i was still lurking there just uh, quite a bit um i remember uh what what is the band called again uh I forgot the name. Something, something, uh, something of agony?
0: Life, Life of Agony?
1: Life of Agony, yeah. The um, the singer of that band. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah Mina Caputo, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, when she came out as trans, I remember that was also a pretty big deal. And so I was kind of like lurking on the Meta Archives uh, forums just to see like, like oh boy, you know how is this gonna go down? Because I knew that uh, Life of Agony was like a fairly popular band, like it's not super super like popular, but popular enough. And so I was kind of lurking a little bit, and I I was actually really surprised by the by the reception of that of that news, and like I, I was actually really surprised that like the, the overwhelming majority of the replies I could find. On the on the board at that time, were all very positive and very accepting, mm-hmm. and I, I I remember being genuinely uh, genuinely surprised just because uh, I, I I was really expecting it to just be different. I was expecting it to just be like a complete shit show, <laughs> basically a complete negative, like you know yeah the the, the usual uh, transphobic hysteria, you know but um i was really surprised to see that this was this was different and i think for me that that kind of marked uh th- this marked a, a a different time i guess this this for me highlighted um yeah just the changing of the tide a little bit you know <laughs> where um it, it wasn't like it wasn't the worst thing to do anymore you know coming out as lgbt and just um as trans you know, it was also respected. Uh that's another thing. Like uh, I don't think uh I've saw I've seen anyone uh dead name her again on the um on the board or like misgender her. I don't know, yeah. I was just so <laughs> I was just really surprised about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, pleasantly I think so surprised. Yeah. Uh the thing about uh, Mina Caputo, of course, is Since she was, like, the first prominent metal person to come out as trans, of course, that means I think that a lot of cis people see her as, like, the representative of trans people in metal, which... Oh, yeah. uh, Which really isn't the case. It's like... I guess you could call it maybe the Caitlyn Jenner. Effect. Yeah. I was going to say Caitlyn the Jenner same thing. was like thing, a yeah. high profile person who came out as trans and all of a sudden. And to this day, I think a lot of cis people think she's like a representative of the community. And that leads them one to believe that all trans people are like wealthy and white, but also, yeah. uh, but also there's the fact that, uh, she's like super conservative or at least Caitlyn yeah. Jenner is. I don't know Mina Caputo's political stance, but I think she is conservative because I know at the beginning of the pandemic, she said that she thinks chemtrails are real and that. COVID oh, really? Is manufactured. Oh, no. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, she she did say at the start of the pandemic that it was uh, like a manufactured uh, crisis oh, no. and, that oh, chem- no. and that she thinks chemtrails are real. So uh, do with that what you will. I mean, I've never been yeah. a huge fan of Life of Agony, but.
1: Um, yeah, me neither.
0: Yeah, it's it's less than it's just not really the style of music that I would enjoy.
1: But uh, oh, man, that's rough
0: yeah it is unfortunate (laughs) as far as i know uh hunter hunt hendrix uh who is probably like the next like the most prominent trans person in metal right now uh since she just came out not that long ago and was kind of a rising star before that uh as far as i know she does not believe in any weird conspiracy theories so there's that
1: Good. Um, she can she can be the new uh, trans queen of metal then, <laughs> <laughs> the the trans empress of metal. No, just just joking. Of, of
0: course, uh, <laughs> of course. I mean, as far as I know, the only the only thing about her is that. Uh, for some reason, all of her music has to be super pretentious, which may or may not be an issue, depending on oh, a so lot of so factors. Uh, so like a, like the Contra like of
1: it. Uh, of, uh, what <laughs> I mean is, like, she,
0: like uh, if you read, like, her things that she's written about her albums, they're all, like, extremely pretentious.
1: Oh, no. Oh, uh, it I, depends. I, if and if and it's, if it's to your yeah, taste, that's
0: not necessarily a bad thing. Again, no,
1: no, no, on. no. It's it's just. I mean, it it is something that kind of puts me off. That is also that's that's also a reason besides all the other reasons why I don't really care much about contra, <laughs> because yeah, that that's, a little, that's you know
0: yeah, yeah yeah that that actually is a decent comparison between the two. I mean, my <laughs> my issue with contra is not so much the theatrical side, so much as that. Uh, she ends up, I guess, again the same effect, sort of, of not so much what she is, but what cis people perceive her to be. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I, like I, I how think people I could perceive
0: her as like some sort of representative of the trans community, and how cis people, you know, might watch her videos and think, okay, this is what trans people are like. This is what they think. This is yeah, how I yeah. will. And 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 I think that it's not so much what she is, so much as what she's seen to be. I mean, she definitely has done some very problematic things. Like mm-hmm. uh, her whole thing with Buck Angel, her... Uh, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so, think... so, yeah,
0: that that's, I guess, my problem. I'm not saying she's, like, horrible. I'm just saying that she does have some things that I wish she hadn't done. Uh, and yeah. And definitely not really good things, like her whole transmedicalism thing. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, And that time that she bullied an autistic trans woman.
1: I think uh, her entire community is pretty toxic by itself. Yes, that yes, but, her, her um,
0: fans, yeah, her, yeah, her fans definitely can yeah. be toxic. Uh, and I think that's true for a lot of these uh, popular YouTubers.
1: Yeah, like, uh, yeah. you know,
0: if you criticize, like, uh, one that I'm not even going to name, because otherwise the fans <laughs> will come after me, uh, but whose last name is a type of box that goes in the ground... Um, you know who I'm talking about? Oh uh, sure. yeah,
1: yeah, I've, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes.
0: If, if you so much as criticize that, uh, or sorry, I think I just used the wrong pronoun. If you so much as criticize them, uh, apologies, apologies. Um, then, uh, all their fans will come after you.
1: Well, for me, um, class reductionists all go into the bin. So.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> class reductionism is. Reductionism is pretty terrible and that's also yeah. why i'm like not a fan of a certain other one who again i won't name but who's yes. uh wh- whose name starts with uh the same letter as violet hmm. yes.
1: uh, <laughs>
0: yeah he I, I don't like him either although that's also because of that time he went on a rant about how uh about how trans people are poisonous or whatever oh no yeah, he he had this 4-hour long stream where he went on a rant uh while talking to a trans person about how she was a cancer to the left uh and then he deleted the stream, but then but now what that means is that if you mention that point all the fans will scream at you about context. You know, like the Jordan Peterson <sighs>
1: fans. Oh no.
0: There's really no uh, context that makes that better. I've not watched the no. stream, but I know someone who did. And they what they said, basically, was that the context, if anything, makes it worse.
1: Ugh, Ugh. Trash people.
0: Yeah. And this is why I really... And this is a problem I find with uh, a lot of people on the left. Uh who uh are have left wing you know economic views but often have very reactionary views on everything else or are um uh, you know at best moderates on like uh, social mm-hmm. things, yeah. uh because I and and I, it's like it, it's like a common criticism that's leveled at like a lot of liberals is uh that they're, you know, too fiscally conservative even while being somewhat socially progressive. And I think the left, in a lot of ways, a lot of uh, mainstream leftists have kind of the opposite problem in a way where they're, uh, you know, very uh, fiscally progressive but really not socially progressive. And I think to truly be progressive in either of those, you kind of have to be progressive on both, really. Uh, yeah. Like, like uh, yeah. it, like, it's like, for instance, I think it's impossible to get rid of, uh, say— uh, systematic misogyny without addressing things like uh, the pay gap or the issue of maternity leave. Yeah, uh, absolutely.
1: Or, it's, uh, or meanwhile,
0: I think it's also impossible to eliminate economic inequality without, you know, dealing with uh, things like racism.
1: Yeah, that's, that's that's why intersectionality is just so important. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and unfortunately,
0: uh, I think a lot of the left fails at that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to when uh like a tanky guy approaches you and they go mm-hmm. like, Well, I'm on the left and I'm just like, No, no, you go in the bin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
0: it's like you it's like um, yeah, yeah, where when you get like, you know, someone who's uh and, and I find this is also a problem with a lot of these people who are, you know, former far right types who, you know, claim to be leftists now. is that they often go straight into class reductionism. And I think it's because that lets them, you know, get, you know, leftist cookie points, I guess. But without actually having to address, you know, that they still hold like very reactionary social views. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like and you see this a lot with people uh, like the one who starts with the letter X, uh, (laughs) where, uh, you know, he still uses tons of slurs. Uh, He still uses a lot of like the same language as the alt-right. Uh, and, you know, when you hear terms thrown around, like, you know, woke, scold, I, I hate uh, that yeah. term for oh, so me many too. reasons. Yeah. One, because pretty much every pejorative use of the word woke is racist in nature, because the word itself mm. is originally from, uh, from African-American vernacular English. Mm-hmm. But uh, also because the word scold, of course, has a very misogynistic history. Uh, but it's like even aside from aside from that it's like these are people who uh are then trying to convert more from the alt-right but what they're telling them instead of telling them you know how to be leftist is they're telling them this is how to sound somewhat like a leftist while still holding like neo-nazi views on yeah. Uh, yeah, various much. minorities uh, you know and it's like no you are not a leftist if you believe that there's some sort of uh conspiracy being run by jews to make people gay uh, <laughs> you are not a leftist if you believe that uh that there's a jewish space laser that makes people gay or whatever they believe yeah. these days um, yeah uh or and it's like what what they're doing when they market to those kinds of people and tell them you can be a leftist if you pick up these economic talking points is they're not expanding the left they're left and or making the left bigger they're just making the left more hospitable to fascists and less hospitable to the minorities that make up kind of a key part of it
1: yeah um, yeah if if, if if anything that sort of ideology leans closer to like neoliberalism yeah than, it, yeah uh, or, or or,
0: or uh, and i guess this is in a way the extreme of neoliberalism is nazbolism
1: oh yeah yeah
0: uh it, it leads to it bends towards nazbolism uh and so no you're not getting uh leftist you're getting uh you know national bolshevists mm-hmm. uh and and that really is not good it, it's like uh it's like a metaphor i've used before is that it's like pissing in a bucket you're not getting more <laughs> bucket more water in your bucket you're just contaminating the water you have
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a very elegant way of uh, putting it.
0: <laughs> and I, I think that's what's happening.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do agree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, just out of interest, uh, do you have any interest of joining any bands in the in the near future?
0: Uh- Potentially if I can find any uh in my uh sort of uh area that would be uh that would really uh need someone of my skill set I mean I'm primarily mm-hmm. a guitarist uh I can also play bass although I'm not as good at it I am not a vocalist <laughs> uh I mean I've done vocals for like my solo demos but i'm I'm not good at it mm-hmm. uh so in in the future uh, i I could potentially see myself joining some bands I've briefly been in a few in the past although none of them lasted long uh so, yeah, if I, if I found musicians sort of in my general area who wanted to form a band or some bands that needed a new guitarist and mm-hmm. who I could get along with potentially. But also, I think I'd have to wait for the pandemic to be over because oh, I yeah, don't really feel yeah. safe rehearsing uh, with other people during a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: my band is also just on its ass right now due to the yeah, pandemic. So. And,
0: and and of course, rehearsing online is pretty much impossible due to latency.
1: yeah, that's 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 not happening.
0: <laughs> um, uh. And so the only way I could see really that it could work is if like the band members were able to form some sort of bubble, which might be possible if you're Metallica. I know they floated that possibility, but I'm not sure if they did it. But it's <laughs> not possible for, you know people like uh, you or I, where you know we have things we have to do we have jobs and stuff yeah. We can't just as, hire, as common folks uh, yeah <laughs> no, no, we, we, can't, we can't just you know go and hire someone to do all of the grocery shopping and things that no. require leaving the house and you know no. quarantine with our bands uh, uh any, we can't do that
1: any particular like genre of metal you would like uh go towards uh, when it comes to like uh, well, performing the, a band? well the
0: music i enjoy the most is like death metal mellow death uh so yeah if i if i was seeking a band uh, the swedish
1: uh, of or post
0: pandemic yeah, yeah i'd probably be looking for like uh either straight up death metal or melodic death metal i don't think i'm necessarily good enough to play most technical death metal i mean you know i i, I like <laughs> to think i'm getting better every day you know just a little bit but you know uh i i don't think i'm good enough to play like uh origin type stuff
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, that's fair <laughs> that's quite a comparison uh, too to be fair so uh i mean i I've, I've
0: i mean i've in the past sort of been able to play some of their things but not well uh mm-hmm. look the, the the sweep picked arpeggios at 200 beats per minute kind of get me
1: uh sweep picking uh, is just uh, and, uh i've never been good at sweep picking looks uh, really
0: cool but it's like not necessarily uh, but it's just really hard
1: and that's uh, a, the, the other thing is like how practical is it you know like if if, if it it's really like isn't it, yeah if it's it, like it, really essential to your music to sweet pick like if it's not then just okay just just cut it out you know it's not like yeah, it's not I, gonna I break like your music
0: it, <laughs> like, like tapping has the same thing to it I mean tapping's easier in my opinion uh oh, or yeah, tapping's yeah. easier to do some of but harder to like get it to sound good like to be loud enough uh, yeah it's it's a
1: uh, I think tapping is a bit of a gimmick. That uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. it, it's 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 uh, when when you first start start out, it's uh, a bit more of a gimmick. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time to uh, to do well. I think. Yeah.
0: And I, I think it's one of those things that gets abused, both sweep picking and tapping, yeah. you know, get abused. And it's way too easy to get into like this thing of like instead of having a solo that suits the song, you instead get like these really, uh, I guess, wanky sort of things where it's <laughs> like instead of solo that fits with the song, it's look how many notes I can play fast.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it's like
0: um, and, and I know I'm it's like that's why I, I again, I, I don't enjoy like a lot of the it's one of the reasons I don't really like a lot of like hair metal is because it has too much of like that showing off factor. The, the to, shred you know, the shred yeah. Yeah, yeah, where they're like, "How ma- look how many notes I can play th- in this many seconds?" And it's like I, I, Great, To be fair, but-
1: to be fair, I can't play like solo's worth shit. So <laughs> I'm mostly just as a rhythm guitarist. Well, if you, if you've listened to the um, to Dust I, of Obscure Devastation, album, you, yeah, yeah you, you've probably you've probably like noticed that because uh, it, it has like it has a few leads on there, but it's very few, uh, few far in between.
0: and and of course that's that's fine. I mean, it, I know. Uh but the thing is, I I just feel like if you're going to have a solo, the solo should suit the song. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It, it shouldn't. Yeah.
0: It shouldn't be like uh, one of. Uh, it it shouldn't be like uh, the thing that. Uh, what I mean is, it shouldn't be like a show off piece. Uh, it's like minimalist no. solo no, can it's be a, really effective. Like a. It should serve the artist, music. Like a. For instance, uh one artist that I think does pretty well in terms of having solos that fit the song, uh is uh for instance, uh is I think in general, uh that most Amana Marth solos fit the song pretty well. Like most of them aren't that <laughs> technically difficult uh to play there's there's the exception like for instance the solo in twilight of the thunder god which i think's a guest solo <laughs> anyway uh that one is showing off but other than that one most of them i think fit the song pretty well they're not like too technically difficult to play uh
1: yeah that's how it should be in my opinion and
0: uh, yeah and it's it's like it's not showing off too much they don't use like sweep picking uh they don't really use <laughs> tapping much um well, oh, there are a few that use tapping, I think, like uh, War of the Gods, I think, has tapping in the solo. But uh, it, it's like, uh, like, I, I think the solo should suit the song. And that's why, for instance, uh, uh, and it's like, look, I like Slayer's songs, but it's for reasons other than the solos. I, I really don't enjoy the solos so much when it comes to Slayer. And I, I think that's well, a common viewpoint,
1: I don't like Slayer at all. There is, there's my hot take for today. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I, for me, it's like, I, I, I like, I like Slayer, but I don't particularly enjoy the solos. Like I, I saw Slayer live and that was a great experience. I'm glad I was able oh, really? to do that before they broke up. Yeah. I, I saw them when they were uh, touring North America on the first part of their farewell tour uh, in
1: 2019. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh, I saw them
0: with uh, a monomarth cannibal corpse and lamb of God. It was a good show. Again, even though I can't get into Lamb of God, I I really did enjoy seeing you know Amon Amarth and Cannibal Corpse and Slayer.
1: So I, for me, I, it was a good show. I saw um I saw a Slayer in two thousand six in Belgium, and it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. I thought it was so it was so bad, and I felt really bad for like this. Uh, everybody says like, well, that well they probably had an off day. For-
0: Uh, Well, that would have been when they were touring for World Painted Blood, right? That was the album Uh, that came out that year, I think. I, think. Uh, or wait, I don't know in 2009 uh, they, they, they had some no, really bad albums out around that time yeah but the way I see it but is Slayer just... is one thing Slayer and Metallica have in common is their first few albums in my opinion are decent then after that it went straight downhill uh, yeah
1: that's uh, I think that's the common uh, con- consensus but um like, I, yeah uh, like
0: Slayer I like I like the first five Slayer albums uh I don't I can't really I don't really like anything that came after uh
1: well, they, 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 I think I think everybody who watched that show, that particular show, uh was was at the festival, uh I think everybody would admit that it was a bad show, it was it was a bad performance unless they're like really like really big like Slayer fans uh, and they just wouldn't wouldn't admit to that, but I think it was objectively bad. And I felt yeah. this really bad because like um the day before um I w- I remember like th- there were like th- there were entire groups of Slayer fans who came who who came there just to see Slayer you know like entire groups you could see them just walking around in, like Slayer shirts and we would be like oh man I can't wait to st- to see Slayer man it's gonna be better and fucking Slayer Slayer and they played for like twenty minutes I believe played like just the most popular songs and literally nothing else. Oh. They played it really really sloppily. That sounds disappointing. Yeah, and then they just they just fucked off. And <laughs> that's it. Like and and they, and like I said, there was like a massive audience of Slayer fans and they were all screaming for like an encore, you know, like oh, "encore, encore." And like nothing. Just they just left and was just gone. Not it's even like, like an the, encore for like that that they're they're really shitty show. <laughs> but everybody says it's uh everybody says it was a fluke that's like, oh they just had a bad day. Maybe that day I am willing to believe that, but um yeah. That particular night that's like the only memory I have of Slayer is just that really bad performance. Which <laughs> is it's a bit sad, I guess, but yeah.
0: Yeah, when I saw them I, I enjoyed the performance quite a lot, actually. Uh but also I, that was a bit different because they were the they were the headliners of that tour. And so they played like a really big set yeah. and they had, you know, tons of visual effects uh, like they had this. Like they had all the fire behind them. They had this flaming inverted cross shape that would like appear <laughs> in time with the
1: music. Um, yeah, I, I guess that does um, that does help. If, like the performance side of things if just the uh, all the attributes are and miscellaneous mis- stuff is just on point that helps but, yeah, but, yeah that definitely yeah.
0: makes a difference like uh yeah i mean it is although i will say it is definitely possible to have a good show without any of that like i saw cannibal corpse the same day mm-hmm. uh earlier in the show and they uh and it's like uh they didn't have any of that they just had this backdrop that said cannibal corpse on it oh, and yeah. uh still they it was an amazing show like uh you know like just the energy was amazing uh, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just that i really like cannibal corpse but i think it's also that uh that they're just you know musicians who know what they're doing and you know yeah, can put on a good show uh and uh and of course it's always entertaining to uh watch corpse grinder
1: <laughs> yeah it's basically the the, the, uh, the corpse grinder band at this point and that's Which, uh, not
0: necessarily a bad thing though i mean he's, well he's yeah pretty it's, still, it's,
1: it's still entertaining but uh, uh
0: i mean I, I mean uh i just thought it was pretty funny to watch him like windmilling to all these songs and, and <laughs> yeah, of course he's got a massive a
1: neck uh <laughs> yes did you like and uh did you like that one Igor song where he did where where he did guest I, vocals? I I
0: did, yeah. I, I think he actually uh I, I think that actually worked out pretty well. Yeah. um, yeah, that was pretty the interesting. Guest vocals. Uh it was not what I would have expected from them, but
1: Yeah. Uh I, I do you do you, um are you okay if uh, we wrap things up from
0: here? Uh uh sure, we, we can wrap things up. Uh
1: so, um, I don't know. Uh, f- I think we covered like uh, a lot of stuff, uh, just now in just uh, an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a little shorter than the usual podcast length, but yeah, we can wrap things up. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, thank you for uh, talking to me about metal. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think this
1: is uh, definitely a topic we could always revisit, you know.
0: Yeah, we could I think, yeah, uh, and we could talk about other kinds of music too,
1: yeah. Yeah, like I said, I feel uh, we've covered, like, a decent uh, amount of, like, of topics. Uh, Not just just related to just metal, but also related to, like, the community itself and just perceptions of uh, Mm -hmm. queerness and LGBT matters uh, uh, relating to music in general, which I I think uh, makes for, like, an interesting topic. Um, Yeah, I I definitely think this can be uh, revisited. Maybe, like, just different types of music i know i also listen to a lot of like electronic music uh, uh now
0: uh, i don't know as much about electronic music but i could probably learn about it or uh, you might be better <laughs> off talking to uh talking to uh bleep fox about that one.
1: Oh yeah of course well uh, it's in the name huh I mean, that
0: that's kind of her Bleap. thing i i also think that uh if i recall correctly anthony is uh really into that so oh, yeah, yeah i think so uh so they might want to talk to you about it uh but anyway uh so uh thank you uh and uh for the audience uh i am dj cthulhu at real dj cthulhu on twitter uh and uh direct to me all of your uh hot takes about uh how i don't appreciate lamb of god enough or how i shouldn't <laughs>
1: like Lincoln Park yeah, or whatever. Um, and please uh, leave any comments about how I'm 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 an un- 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 uncultured pleb who for not liking Iron Maiden and Slayer. But uh, <laughs> all right, this will do it for this episode of Critcast. Um, if you've enjoyed this, please give it a like, and um, you can find me over on Twitter at the Wolf Spirit One, and I'm also uh, streaming on Twitch every day. You can find me there. Over at um, twitch.tv forward slash Rachel plays stuff. Just one word. And I thank you very much uh, for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.